everybody and welcome to the BU podcast. My name is Jess and this week's episode is all about being a student with a disability. So I'm going to ask all of you to introduce yourselves and tell us what course you're on and what year you're in. Toby, go. Uh, my name's Toby. I'm in third year and I'm a counselling psychology student. My name is Missy and I'm on theatre and I'm a second year. Lovely. Teo. I, I'm, I'm Teo. I do history and politics and I'm a first year. Lovely. And if you guys don't mind me asking, I'm going to go back round again. Would you mind telling us what your disability is? Starting with you again, Toby. Um, I am blind. You are blind. Very blind. <laughs> very blind. Not just blind. Very blind. Very blind. <laughs> Lovely. Missy. I have Ellis Danos syndrome, which is a soft tissue disorder. Excellent. I have spastic cerebral palsy, which just means that I've got very, very leg tightness and muscle tightness. Mm-hmm. Just all across my body. Excellent. Well, not excellent, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for letting us know. Um, it has its benefits. <laughs> does it? Yeah. What are the benefits? Uh, theme parks. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, you can skip queues. That's the only reason people go with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that being honest. That can't be the reason. No, it's I can't. Ah, well, it's got its benefits. A small reason. Small reason. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so, um, Toby, we'll start with you. Uh, why did you choose the University of Chichester and did having a disability impact your decision on which university to go to? Yeah, it definitely impacted it. Originally, I was going to go up north or stick in London, which mm-hmm. is where I'm from. Um, but the way they looked at disabilities was a bit different down here. It's, it's a lot smaller at Chichester yeah. than some of the bigger unis, so it's a bit more manageable. Um, and they've got such good sort of disability regulations, I guess. They can put a lot of things in place, which is great. Yeah. What kind of support do you have in place to make things easier for you? Um, I've got note takers. Cool. Um, and on my stats modules, I've got someone who helps me with the, I guess call it software, it's, it's quite finicky. So I have someone to help me through that. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Missy, same question to you. Why did you choose Chichester and did having a disability impact your choice? Definitely. So because I do theatre, I was like, do I want to go to a drama school? Yeah. Um, But they are very much like, you need to dance, you need to be able to do all this. And I thought it's probably not the most accessible thing for me to go to. So Mm. I chose a uni instead. Um, And I, they were really good at my audition and they sent me like, this is how we'll support you basically before I even like accepted 100% and... So I was like, okay, this is kind of the place I want to go because oh, I know excellent. that I'm going to be supported. Yeah, did that support beforehand kind of help you think like, oh, yeah, this yeah, is... Yeah, so I good. was thinking of going to University of Sussex and they hadn't sent anything. And I was like, mm, Chichester have. Yeah. Like, they've clearly read all of my notes that we sent in. Yeah. So I was like, this is going to be a good place to go to. Oh, that's really nice. And Teo, same question to you. Uh, so I think personally, for, for me, I was looking more at the course at first uh, yeah. because it was more of a research interest that I came here for specific modules. But then le- my big requirement was, is the place flat? Yeah, if the place is flat, question. then that's an extra bonus point. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so at that point, I just decided, well, Chichester to have showed an interest and engage engage it into the notes I've sent them about my disability cool. they, they started the conversation early and I think that really to me showed in a value in me as a student or as a prospective student at the time yeah. and yeah I, th- I, th- I think everything came together and alongside with a research with a specific research interest in more modern history yeah I think I ended up at the best at the, at the best place for me oh excellent big question is Chichester flat Yes, actually. In parts. In, it's not flat everywhere. Not flat everywhere. No, no. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know we make, I make do. I make Excellent. Do. I'm trying to think of any, like, massive hills in Chichester, and I'm really... I can't... Uh, no. 
But then again, it's never something to be, like, to be honest. It's just four rows that in the cross. Yeah, you think about it. <laughs> it is basically yeah. No, it's so just as tiny. That's just good. It's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. easy to Quite navigate. Potholy though. Very potholy. Oh, very very potholy. Again, again, if you try, if you if you try and complain to a council, they'll they'll get they'll get back to you in three months. And they said, <laughs> "What's the problem? <laughs> Your potholes just got bigger." Yeah, it's like so, they, they keep yeah. getting bigger. Mm-hmm. One day, Chichester will just be one big pothole, or just one big sinkhole. <laughs> yeah, or a sinkhole. One of the two. It's going to go one of those two ways. Anyway, we've gone off piste. Uh, Teo, we'll stick with you for the next one. Um, would you mind explaining a little bit about your disability and how it affects your day to day life? So, um, I I would say that um, my disability just affects me in the way that um it so if, so if we're talking about how much how much what my disability is it's basically the brain signals that control my 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 leg movements yeah. and my, my hand movements on my left side on my left side particularly are weaker than, than my brain signals on my right side yeah and my and my upper body in general so um it doesn't make walking impossible and i think with, with, with cerebral palsy it's it's very doable to 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 walk if if you decide that's what you want to be. But yeah. I think I got introduced to wheelchair when I was six when when I was in France and um, and yeah from the age of six I've I've always been in a wheelchair so it's always what I've known and day to day living in a wheelchair I think that it gives me the independence that I want and that's good yeah so I th- I think that with my with my disability there are so many different versions and there are so many different ways to cope it's it's more about how you do it individually yeah but i would say for me i i, I found comfort and the most independence in how i found the wheelchair to be that device for me to be more independent yeah that's good and um just a follow-up question what was it like growing up with a disability oh, um again again when you realize you're a mini car and and um, and you have the potential to run to run people over. It's actually quite fun. Oh, but do you often run people over? No, yeah. Oh, okay. No, to be to be honest, I but think it's, it's nice to hold that threat over. Yeah, people. it, it yeah. is. But I think it's a sign of maturity, actually. So yeah, I, not so running somebody yeah. over. Yeah, yeah I actually, think I'm proud of that. Well done. <laughs> We're all proud of you. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, Missy, um, same question. I'll say it again because we've had a big long chat. Would you mind explaining a little bit about your disability and how it affects you day to day? So EDS is a soft tissue disorder. Um, it affects collagen in your body. Mm-hmm. So it affects like anything made of soft tissue, so like muscles, skin and organs, basically. Wow. Um, so it's very different. It's quite a spectrum. Uh, but what that f- means for me is just kind of, I dislocate like all of my joints in my body. Oh. Um, and I've got a few like conditions linked to it from like where my organs have gone a little bit weird. Um, and so for me... It like it's just basically about like trying to manage everything at once, mm. and one thing goes wrong, so everything else goes wrong. Oh, no. So it's basically about like just trying to stay on top of everything and like managing that in everyday life, basically. Yeah. Is it like different day to day? Like you wake up and you're like, well, what's going to be an issue today? Oh, yeah. This. So it's very episodical. So I have yeah. days where I like cannot walk at all. I have days yeah. where I can walk a little bit. I can't walk loads. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of very much I wake up on the day and I figure out what's wrong um and so it's quite fun to manage and obviously that at uni is quite like a weird situation because I'll be fine the day before and then the next day I need so much extra support than I did the day before and it kind of it's quite hard to navigate but everyone seems to be just quite chill with it I come in in my chair and they're like 
Okay. Like, cool. It's a wheelchair day. Yeah. Just a small question. Am I missing out much on the walk-in? Like, is there a five-star review? I <laughs> say I'm not the best person to ask because my walking is also not <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> but, you know, it's quite nice to be able to just quickly get across a room and instead enough. of having to find a path oh, to get yeah. around. To be honest, the worst comes to us, I just crawl. <laughs> just crawl. Yeah, fair enough. Fair play. So do you find that you have to use your wheelchair quite often or is it like it's, not overly? So it's so difficult. So when I like wake up in the morning, it's like legs, crutches or my wheelchair. Yeah. And so it's it, nice to have a choice. Exactly. <laughs> I get a nice little pick in the morning. Normally it's not that big of a choice. I kind of get thrown into it. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of just, it depends on the week how much I use it. Mm. And sometimes I won't use it at all. And then other times I'll be in my wheelchair every day of the week. Yeah. So. I suppose you could, I'm just suggesting a fourth option for you here is just hiring somebody to carry you everywhere. Yeah. I like think a that, permanent piggyback kind of situation. Yeah, I think that that could work. I might need to, to look into it. Forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you win the lottery, you can hire somebody to just carry you around. There you go. You're welcome. You can have that for free. <laughs> um, and what's it like growing up with EDS? Um, so really weird because I was only diagnosed when I was 15 because it's oh, quite rare. Yeah. Um, and no one knew what it was. And <laughs> I, so it's... It got worse over my life, so mm-hmm. more things started to like crop up and stuff. So it's quite scary growing up because all yeah, of a sudden things started to go wrong mm-hmm. and we didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Um, but then I got diagnosed and things kind of made a lot more sense and I knew exactly what was going on then. Yeah. Um, and so it was just a bit weird because the whole my whole like younger life I didn't know what was wrong, but I knew something was. Yeah. Um, but when you don't have a diagnosis, I was like, I don't have support no. for the things that like I need to ask for because I don't know what I need to ask for. Yeah. But glad I got my diagnosis now. That's good. <laughs> so when you got the diagnosis, did it kind of open loads of doors and be like, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. This is what I need. This is how Yeah, and also they knew what conditions were linked to it. So they were like, oh. wait, you've been having this symptom for a while. Let's mm. look into this. Oh. And kind of they pieced together yeah. all of my conditions and went, okay, this is you this is now. A nice gift basket of conditions for you. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> what a nice gift that must have been. A great mystery of disability. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. Oh, it's like a lucky dip. They'd be yeah. like, oh, you've had a bad stomach for a few days. Here you go. Oh, no. That's so, oh, that's so unfortunate. Um, right, Toby, um, same question for you. Um, would you mind explaining a little bit about your disability and how it affects your day-to-day life? Yeah, so I got retinitis pigmentosa. Uh, my accent didn't do that any favours. Um, <laughs> um, it just, it's a genetic condition. So right. I used to have sight, not great, but I've always been visually impaired. It yeah. got worse as I grew up. Oh, no. um, so now I'm 96% blind is what they say. Yeah. Uh, so we'll call it fully blind. May as well. Yeah. Round up. Yeah, I'll take that card. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't really affect me in a sense, but I wake up and I'm like, oh, blind. Mm. It's more... I just have to be hyper aware of where I am, what I'm doing. Um, Making a cup of coffee isn't just grab a kettle, you know, put it over your cup. It's okay, kettle's there, cup's here. Got to move it, got to feel it. Yeah. Make sure water doesn't burn you, that kind of thing. (laughs) But um, no, it's just, uh, I do the same things as everyone else, just in a different way. Yeah. But then I must say, your senses must be amazing. Yeah, I was just going to ask about that. You'd think. Oh, no. But do you know what? If I did a hearing test with any of you, I reckon we'd be like the same. I'm just more, I don't know, I'm just better at using it, I guess. Like, no offence. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just okay. better. <laughs> you can hold that over all of us. You're better at it. using your other senses. Yeah, they're more efficient, but I wouldn't yeah. say they're any better. I think that's a bit of a misconception, maybe. No. Just, but, um, yeah, I'm not, su- I'm not super powered, unfortunately. Oh, damn it. That was my next question. Sorry. Toby, do you have a superpower? No. <laughs> oh. No, I do not. 
Well, right, well, we may as well just end the podcast here then, shall we? Um, so what was it like growing up with your disability? Um, I was able to do everything other kids could. So mm-hmm. growing up was, okay, I wasn't too different, so I didn't get that kind of discrimination, I guess. It That's was more good. when I reached teenage years. Mm. Uh, and you start to realise, oh, it's kind of deteriorating. Yeah. Uh, so that's a little bit scary. Um, and it just takes a lot of adjustment and like a bit of self-control because you can lash out at people mm. when you know that things are going to shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfectly reasonable. Um, so, Toby, we'll stick with you and I'll just go back around to the circle. Um, what has your experience been so far having a disability at university specifically? It's been good. I think it would have been very different if I wasn't at this uni Um as I said when I was talking about being here, like yeah. the uni's really, really good at accommodating what you need. Um, it was I was worried about sort of making friends and stuff and like acceptance and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, but that's been great. Everyone's yeah. so open at uni, um, and you find you find someone like a group of friends for everyone. Oh, everyone yeah. likes everything. So, um, but yeah, it's difficult. I get very fatigued when doing work. Mm. So when sort of this time of year, uh, things pile up and you get a little bit stressed. Um, but that's the same as everyone, really, isn't it? Yeah, this is a stressful time. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And I can imagine being asked to do a podcast has just added to that stress, no? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Tut, tut. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is the campus accessible for you? It's a tough one. Um, it is in most places. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uni house where we are now yeah. is an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> absolute nightmare. But generally, yeah, yeah so the way... The way I walk around is with a cane, and yeah. that kind of feels ahead of me. Um, so there's kind of some random bollards around and random poles sticking out of the ground, but once you learn them, it's, it's all good. Yeah. Do you find that you have, like, learnt the campus and you kind of know where you are and where you need to be? Yeah, again, the uni were really good. Um, good. They gave me someone at the beginning when well, it was two and a half years ago now, mm. uh, took me to where my classes would be, showed me my halls to the to the sort of canteen area, yeah. everywhere that I'd go. Yeah. Uh, and they did that with me until I knew it off by heart and oh. haven't looked back since. Oh, that's really cool. If I could look back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> haven't thought about it since. <laughs> yeah, see, I feel bad for laughing at that, but no, that's okay. here we are. Right. Um, Missy, uh, what has your experience been so far having a disability at uni? I think it's like been better than I thought it was going to be. I mm-hmm. thought I was going to really struggle. There's obviously issues like the other students don't necessarily face which makes things feel a little bit more like stressful because if I was going to be doing loads of work and we have loads of rehearsals and stuff it's very much like people can do the long rehearsals and it makes me so tired and then if we have one the next day as well it's very much like oh well I'm gonna really struggle to come in for like long days every single day yeah um but it's like, everyone's been really chill about it. Like, they all know. And so sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'm going to come, like, an hour late to rehearsal tomorrow so that I can make sure that I'm, like, rested so I can do the rest of the rehearsal. And they're like, okay. Um, and it, it's been quite good. I think I've got a few, like, equipment stuff from DSA, yeah. which really help. Um, I've got, like, a special desk that, like, moves up and down. Oh, so I can, cool. like, stand up with my desk if I'm too painful to, like, sit down and yeah. stuff. And I've got keyboards that like work around my hands because they're a little bit like fiddly and they don't quite do what I want them to do all the time and they've just got loads of equipment so that was a massive help like I think applying to DSA was like the best thing I did because it really helps me be able to keep up with like the work when I'm at home yeah that's very very handy um 
Teo, same question for you. Uh, what has your experience been so far having a disability at uni? So firstly, I'd like to specify the course that I'm on is two very heavy writing subjects. And because I can't write, or I, I find it difficult to write at all, yeah. um, I was like, how am I going to do this? But, um, but, but again, um, uh, Stephen, uh, head of disability here, has been lovely. I got a sign a note taker very quickly. So I think in terms of all the academic stuff, I've not been that concerned because I still have very good access to, le to lectures and just having those notes and having an actual copy of everything that was said in the lecture emailed to you That's and then you can guide your revision just based on that yeah and also and also also big shout out to recording software so you can record your own lecture so, yeah. so you can listen back to it if if you revise more in an audio fashion by listening by listening to stuff yeah um it's very it's very helpful as well but um again and i think i think on a on a more personal level every everything is really good in my accommodation mm. Um, I think one thing that really impressed me touring um, accommodation before I came here actually was um, the, actu the actual facilities in accommodation and, and having a kitchen which had lower facilities. So yeah. basically I could actually cook, which from home is not something that I was used to. And I think if we're talking about conversation about independence, yeah. I think having that ability or having the appliances there to make sure that you can be as independent as possible, mm -hmm. such as cook your own food. Yeah. That is a massive help and a massive gain on, some, on something that really motivated me and, and has made me really pleased to be here. So do you receive support from the student support team? Uh, so yeah, yeah. I, again, as I said, Stephen has been great. Yeah. And, um, I th and again, again, again I've, I've also been very surprised about how little I've had to go to Stephen. Oh, that's and that's the most positive re review I could actually give of the university yeah. with disability support. The less you have to go to someone to say, oh, I need something for my disability, mm. the, m the more it's a, a glowing review of, like, you've actually given these group of people their bubble of independence, which they would normally have, yeah. to, to live co uh, coherently and live as normally as the next student. Yeah. So I think the, the greatest review I could, I could give of Stephen and his department or the work he's done is that I, don't, I, I haven't had to go to him. Oh, that's really great. That's good. We'll go the student support team. Well yeah. done. Um, Missy, do you use the student support team? And if so, what do, they, what do they provide you with or how do they help you? I think the same. I pretty much only spoke to him before I went to uni because we were working out what kind of accommodations I needed like yeah. in my accommodation as well as um, in my classes and stuff. Um, I've only really had to go there once because my lift broke and it was a bit of a nightmare <laughs> yeah. um, and they didn't fix it for like two months so oh, it was an absolute nightmare um, but they did end up fixing it. It was one of the tricky lifts where they'd fix it but then it would break the next day so they had to like send out people and like we it's won't shout completely out to that lift. Yeah, like Dude. this lift is just not working. No. But I, I remember they, um, there's a student nurse here and they had, like, I had contact with her basically. If I needed, if my friends couldn't get hold of me for whatever reason, like I was, had gotten well in my room mm -hmm. and I was like struggling, um, they could get the nurse to come and check on me. Nice. Um, and we had that like permission to be like, you know, maybe I've gotten unwell in the night and I'm not able to contact anyone. And so they've been able to, 
do that. And that was a really nice touch that they did. I never used it, um, but it was really nice. But you can also contact security as well. So I don't know that that's a specific yeah. thing. Um, that was a really nice search and she messaged me when I got really ill in first year Aww. and was like, being like, if we need anything when you get back, let us know and it's really sweet. Oh, that's really sweet. So you've both mentioned accommodation, so I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about that. What kind of specific things did you need in your accommodation when you were looking around? Um, for me, I just needed like a lift mainly. Yeah. I don't need loads of accommodations. Mm-hmm. Um, I can sit down in a like, I'd just bring a little dining room chair over and sit down when I cook if I need to. Yeah. So it wasn't that, like, I needed a specific... I didn't have, like, a disabled student room, yeah. necessarily. Um, but they... Um, we made sure that my room was big enough for me to, like, get around in if I needed to. Yeah. Oh, cool. Toby, same question for you. Did you have any kind of specific requirements for your accommodation? Or did you live in halls in your first year? I yeah, I lived in halls first Excellent. year. Cool. First um, question. No, I didn't. Stupidly, I actually said I'd go on the, the first floor rather than the ground floor. Oh, dear. So I had to walk up the stairs all the time. No. But it's a lazy issue, not a blind issue. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to live on the ground floor because like, students walking past being noisy and yeah. I get angry when I don't get sleep. So I th- Yeah, that's fair. Worst thing is an angry blind man, really. You don't want one of them. <laughs> that's what I hear they say. Yeah. <laughs> worst thing is an angry blind man. Yeah, no, there was nothing really. Um, I wanted an ensuite because obviously... Things like toothpaste, toothbrush that are mine. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really want to be feeling other people's toothbrushes and I don't think they want me feeling their toothbrushes. Oh, no, that's a bit weird. So, ensuite for me yeah. and I was catered. Um, but other than that, no, it's just a normal room. Yeah. So, did the uni get in contact with you before you started to ask if you needed anything yeah. specific? Yeah, they did. And they tried to persuade me to have a ground floor room, which I kind of regret now. I should oh. have taken them up. <laughs> oh, dear. Looking back, big regrets. Yeah. Um, Teo, did the university contact you before you started to ask if you needed anything? As uh, honestly, as soon, as soon as my application went through UCAS, yeah, like a week and a half later, uh, I get an email from Stephen, and and it, and it, and it's like, uh, when are you free to come and and visit our accommodation? I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and yeah, and yeah, um, well, to be and to be honest with me, it was like a, kind of a whole checklist, and yeah, it was. Ensuite facilities. It was a, a walking bar, a walking bathroom. Not that I can literally walk walk, walk into a bathroom. It's literally um, an an open star bathroom where, where you had um, kind of a shower seat where I could transfer onto, yeah. and then I could chat shower, um, and then and then just a bath for the toilet for the toilets so I could transfer, and yeah, just a just just a lower bed. And again, I wasn't expecting it, anything for the kitchen because that has. Um, Toby mentioned I was going to go with the catered plan and I am on the catered plan yeah. but I think one surprise that actually Stephen had in store for the flat that I'd, I looked at was mm-hmm. that again I mentioned it earlier the actual kitchen facilities it's lower lo- yeah. lower kitchen facility, facilities which actually got, got me really excited at the potential of actually me trying to be independent and actually cook yeah I can't say it's been successful but I was going to ask can you uh, <laughs> I'm 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 only on the basic stuff. Ah, that's all right. Steps, uh, but, that's the option. But, but, but regardless, I th- I think e- even the the welcoming of like seeing these facilities when you, when you come come here it, it excites you because it shows that and because they contact you first and you don't mm-hmm. have I think what also won me over is that Stephen contacted first and I wasn't yeah. the one that, that needed to create that start of conversation because I don't I don't know if you guys would agree with me with disability especially in education 
or just generally actually, um, you kind of need to be the to be the one that starts the conversation first about access and requirements. Mm-hmm. DSA, whatever, you need to be the one that starts the conversation. So once someone comes to you and says, well, we've got this, this, this in place for you, for you yeah. if you do come, that, that's just another real positive yeah. Must have taken sign the about, the department, about the department mm-hmm. and how they deal with disability in general. Yeah, that's really good to hear. Yeah, I think they like offered things to you as well, so... Something that like maybe you felt like cheeky asking for. You felt like <laughs> I don't need it a hundred percent, but they'd like offer you it, and you'd yeah. be like, "Never turn it down." No, exactly. <laughs> Never turn it down. And they'd and they'd be like, "Well, we can do this. We can do that for you." Yeah. Um, and it was so much nicer because I think, like, going to uni was the first time I lived on my own, mm. so it was like I don't a hundred percent know what accommodations I need. No. Completely because, obviously, at home, if something. Like, if I can't do something, I've got... Like, my parents would just, like, help me out with it. Yeah. Whereas, like, coming here, I was like, I don't know what I need. I don't know what I'm going to struggle with. Yeah. Whereas they were like, because of this, you might struggle with this. Do you want this? And it's kind of... It was so much easier. That's very cool. Can you remember, what did they offer you? Was that, like, a £1,000? <laughs> well, I remember they were really um, caught up on the fact that my shower had a little shower step. And it was literally, like, this big. It wasn't a big shower at all. Yeah. Um, and they were like... Are you going to be okay with it? And I was like, oh. I will be. It's okay. I can stuff up that much. Yeah. Oh, it's quite nice that they ask, though. Yeah, like they checked in about it about three times, been like, you're 100% sure you can get up the step. And I was like, I can because I, like, I don't need to have a shower seat. I do sit down in the shower, but I can sit down on the floor of the shower, so it's yeah. fine. Did they have a solution to the little tiny step? Was it like a t- little tiny ramp? <laughs> oh, I couldn't tell you. Maybe I should have asked. You should like, what could you do instead? Cool. It's homework for you. I hear this. tiny things are the trend as well. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm tiny. <laughs> Rock and roll. Just Rock throwing roll. that in there. Um, so Toby, mm. um, what positive experience do you have? Any experiences do you have of being here at this uni? Any. Any. Doesn't. It's quite a few. Oh. Um, <laughs> pick one. Pressure's on. Just one. No, you don't have to pick one. Um, I'd definitely say the social aspect because yeah. it's, it's quite small here compared to other unis. Everyone knows everyone. So. I think it's nice when everyone comes up to me, everyone knows that I can't see. <laughs> it's quite <laughs> obvious, but everyone knows. Yep. Uh, so it, I remember in my first week, people just coming up to me being like, hi, it's such and such, mm. which is such a big thing for me because I don't normally know who's speaking to me. Um, and just realising, oh, like I, I can fit in here rather yeah. than being put to the side. So there's no specific one scenario I can give you, but just mm. like the general socialising of it's been brilliant yeah that's really cool Missy same question to you any positive experience yeah I think the same like everyone here was just so accepting and anything that I need in a class like the the classmates even if I've met them like a few times they're happy to offer to do it for me and like I'll come into a room there'll be no seats and someone will stand up like instantly I don't say anything and they just know Um, and I think it was really good like no one here I've ever had an issue with where they're like really rude or like unaccepting and so it works really well like in classes and stuff because I don't need to constantly advocate for myself because people will remind yeah and um I like my lecturers use clear masks because I'm hard of hearing and um like my friends will remind the lecturers for me if they've not if they've put on the wrong mask and like it's just so nice like I feel like it's a really nice community here and I live with people who 
who I met on my course. Mm-hmm. And they are like amazing. They'll just like, I'll be in my chair and I'll be like, I'm really tired. And they'll be like, we'll push you, it's fine. Aww. And we'll go to class together. It just works like the community is really nice here. That's really nice. Teo, same question for you. Well, I've only been here since September. Um, but I've got to say, that, uh, as Toby mentioned, I, th- I think the, the idea of friendship and, the, and that social life is... I, I've, I've always said before I came here, I, I was very much a person that kept to myself at sixth form. Yeah. And I think coming here, I think, has shown me that I can actually be more of a so- social person. And I think I've enjoyed it just... <laughs> It, it's been a transition. I'll, I'll, I'll say that, but um, but yeah, I've 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 enjoyed getting to know, know more people because you kind of have to. Like, yeah. you're thrown into a situation freshers week, especially first freshers week being back on campus as well. That you're good. You 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 meet so many people mm. that it's like, hi, I know you. I can't rec. I can't put a face to a name, but I've seen you around. Yeah, and yeah, it cut. It triggers some anxiety. At, points but it's all it's all right and I think one thing that I do also like is the idea that I wasn't thre- I wasn't threatened by the, the idea that um a lecturer would judge me judge me for being at the at, at the back with a note taker or, or something yeah. because I think I think in previous um in education environments um I've been in situations, where, especially with LSAs mm. and teachers, where they kind of take pity on you and they kind of do the stereotypical, oh, we'll talk more slowly when, when we're addressing a one-to-one issue, but it's just, it's just been natural conversations with my academic advi- advi- advisor, um, and Andrew. And yeah, it's, 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 it, I, I think, especially as a cohort of things, I think socially it's been very, very, very good. I think the academic team and my and my history in politics department has been lovely, so be beyond anything that I'd expected from anything that I'd seen at secondary or even primary. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice to hear. Uh, Toby, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you about TikTok now. Oh. Yeah. I'm cringing. I'm You're cringing. cringing. You don't need to cringe. Can you just explain to us what happened and how you went TikTok viral? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I went with my girlfriend to see Russell Howard, uh, and they do it in front of a live audience. And somehow I got put in the front row. Don't really know why a blind person needs to be in the front row. <laughs> it's not much, not much of a view, but um, <laughs> they put me in the front row. And um, he has a support act come on, and he gives a spotlight. It's what he calls it every week, and he's got cerebral palsy. Um, and that's his main sort of caveat to his to his act. Yeah. Um, we haven't got much material apart from that. <laughs> I've got to say, no, he called himself a wobbly elephant. That's, all, that's all we've got. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, he he was good. Um, he did have did have humour. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so he, he said, "Give me a cheer if you like cerebral palsy." I did cheer. I want to make this very clear. I did cheer. I mean, I don't love cerebral palsy. I don't like. It's not. <laughs> don't no, have a no love offense taken. No offense None taken. taken. <laughs> but I definitely cheered. Good. Social pressure, <laughs> and um, he he pointed me out. And said you didn't cheer, mate. And I was, he was like, "What's your problem? What's your favourite disability?" So held up my cane, okay. and everyone went a bit mental. <laughs> um, and I've been stopped in the street and asked for pictures with the cane. Oh Not my just god! Me, just the cane as well, <laughs> holding up in the exact same way. Um, I think it's got over three million views on TikTok but, or something. 
But I'd just, I'd just like to specify, because you don't know exactly where the cane was positioned yourself. I've got so called, not, I, I've honestly, they've ripped me apart in the comments section for not being blind. They're like, he looked at the cane before he picked it up. I was like, so I didn't point my head to the ceiling when I bent down. <laughs> Conspiracy <laughs> theory confirmed. Yeah, I'm, I'm All disabilities are fake. Just so really the cane is more famous than you are? Oh, it's always been more famous. So, so we should be talking to the cane, not His name's Michael, if you want to talk to him. <laughs> is your cane actually called Michael? Michael Caine, isn't it? Michael Caine. <laughs> That's genius. So, so Puns for days. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't suggest speaking to him. He'll, he doesn't really speak back. I've no, tried. That's, <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. <laughs> Sorry, give me a minute. Okay. Um, if you want comedy, just go disabled. Yeah, honestly. Oh. That's your number one route. Self-deprecating. Michael Caine. Dry. Michael Caine. He's <laughs> <laughs> never got that response before. Normally he's like, oh, sick. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I think I'm sad because I've named my cane. It's a funny name. Sorry, it's making me cry. Um, <laughs> While we make this podcast, I may as well make an advert about the university and tell you why you should come here to the University of Chichester. I'm not being biased. We are the best. We're by the sea, the people, the students, the atmosphere, the location, everything about this university is amazing and when I say everyone knows everyone I mean it everyone literally knows everyone wishy Wednesdays you will go in you will see hundreds of people that you know all having the time of their life the atmosphere is always up we are the best what can I say and we're not desperate for you to come here I'm just being honest we are literally the best university in the UK so yeah Come to Chichester. For more information, visit chai.ac.uk. Right. Okay, I'm over it now. Well, I'm not over it. But are we done with TikTok now? Yeah, we are. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a different question now, Toby. Um, what are the main things that listeners need to learn about having a disability at university? I can only speak from my, my um, experience, obviously. But um, if you don't have a disability, you have to be open-minded to these things and be yeah. adjustable. But if you do have a disability, like, it's not something to be conscious about. Mm -hmm. um, everyone's more than willing to do whatever they need to, not in a pity way, but just because everyone's nice. Yeah. Um, and just don't let it get in the way. Don't not do something like go out with friends or, you know, go to lectures because you think you can't because of your disability. Mm -hmm. Like, there's always going to be things that can be adjusted. Yeah. Missy, same question to you. What are the main things that listeners need to learn about having a disability at uni? I think that it's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. Um, and again, like, people just generally are quite mm -hmm. accepting. Um, I was worried that I would kind of be one of those people that went, like, exclusively to my lessons and then kind of didn't really do much else. Um, but, it, you know, it's never really been an issue. Um, nights out in my wheelchair, quite good. Never have to fight for a table. Um, people kind of move around for you um, but it's like my friends is, it doesn't like get in the way I was worried that it was going to be like my friends are like oh this is really annoying like we can't you know we're going to have to kind of look after me and that's yeah. not the case at no. all and I think that like my biggest fears was like going to be like being like a burden on like my lecturers mm. and like classmates and things like that but it literally wasn't and no one really cares oh. so it's quite good 
So the tagline is, nobody really cares. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. <laughs> we'll take that away. Thank you. <laughs> End of podcast. Uh, no, Teo, is there anything you feel that needs to change or that people need to do to allow you to be more yourself? Mm. Actually, I'm going to say no, because, oh. because I, th- I, I think with disability... And I don't, I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want this point to come across as you have to do all this soul searching. But I think with disability in uni, it's more, it's more about how you deal with your own image of yourself going to university. Yeah. But I think with disability, it's just, it's really just about, um, about ha- breaking the limits you kind of put on yourself. Because with, with disability, I think there is a natural inclination of, of oh, you can't do this, so I won't do that. And again, I have been, I have done that myself. I'm not going to shy away from, I have used sometimes, like, especially with more immaturity, I have used my disability as an excuse to get out of things yeah. through so, through social pressure and through not wanting to to be that social. But I think if you, if you come here and you're going to have to adjust quickly to a social setting because it is social with, with 5,000 people at the end of the day, you're going to know everyone. You have to talk to somebody. You have to talk to somebody. Yeah. So you are going to become more social. And <clears throat> at some point, you will realise that no one here will actually judge you because what do they have? From, what do they get from judging you? Like, yeah. It, it's a community of individuals. It's a community of individuals that come together and work well as a collective. Yeah. So, I, again, I, th- I think the answer to your original question was no. Because I think... Most of the work that you have to do is with yourself. Yeah. And if you do the work with yourself, you'll be very surprised when you actually get here. When you get to any university in general, regardless of size, regardless of degree, regardless of course, regardless of friendship, regardless of sexual orientation, gender, race or whatever, or yeah. disability. That's solid advice. Absolutely. Poetry. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute poetry. Spot on. Screw comedy. Go into poetry. <laughs> Sorted. So, Toby... Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to someone with a disability applying to Chichester? Just go for it. If you think it's the right place and mm-hmm. it's the right course, I think it's important to, to look at the course first. I think I made a bit of a mistake when I was applying in the sense that I was looking for what would suit me rather than what the course would give me. Yeah. Thankfully, Chichester was the perfect blend of both. Um, but yeah, just be sensible with it and... There's not really much to say. I think just embrace your disability when you get here. Yeah. Just embrace it. That is good advice. Uh, Missy, what key thing would you like listeners to take away from this episode and learn about disability? I guess that, like, uni is so much what you make it and so much, like, you can, like, come to uni and basically write your own story and you don't need to be, like, a disabled student at uni. Like, you are just a student... um, kind of like it doesn't I feel like this uni doesn't make you feel like you are other like it doesn't make you feel like you're this person that is like separate to everyone else like I feel like coming to uni I'm me just more independent yeah um and I think it worked so well how it should be um so is there anything else that any of you want to say before we wrap things up anything you want to add anything you want to mention I'd just like to say I've got a little anecdote here. Yes. Yes, everyone on campus is lovely. Don't mess with the old people in Chichester. Oh, God, no. Oh, like oh God. Like the elderly people of Chichester. <laughs> yeah. no. no. I was walking home from the gym the other day, 
and I'd just trained legs, so I was kind of walking like a toddler. And um, if obviously, you, I was using my. If you my need my wheelchair, just give me a message. Honestly, it might be a shout. <laughs> <laughs> so I was walking like I didn't have any knees, and I was obviously using my cane. And an old person, like, kind of walks past me, doesn't break stride when saying this. Says, "I thought that cane was for blind people, not for cripples." Oh. <laughs> and I just, Ooh. I had to stop for five minutes and just die of laughter on the side of a road. Oh. <laughs> didn't break stride. Didn't, I was like, it was leg day. <laughs> <laughs> So, be careful around me, the pensioners of Chai. Yeah, don't mess with them. They've don't been here them. forever. They're crazy. Yeah, they own the place. <laughs> Missy Oteo, is there anything you'd like to say or mention or anything? You don't have to. I'd suggest that just come talk to us because um, I, th- I just think you can always make a friend out of us and you can yeah. always talk. And and for me especially, I don't know about, about um, you two, but no question is too, is too much. No. So, if you've got a question about disability... Ask away. That is good, solid, solid advice. Solid. Yeah. Poetry. <laughs> Yet again. It's just been an episode all I about... I am a poetry. humanities student. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, very true. Um, so, uh, if you want to join the conversation or contact the university, you can message us on Instagram at University of Chichester or Twitter at Chai Uni or TikTok at University of Chichester or you can email us on studyhere at chai.ac.uk. Uh, so I just want to say thank you to all three of you. Taylor, you're going to say something. Your reaction when the two words TikTok came up. Christ, it just, just, just bring out Michael Caine oh. to end it off. Oh, do you know what? If I could find him, I would. Is he oh. <laughs> I think he's down there. He's he <laughs> under is. the van's bag somewhere. Hopefully. <laughs> So I just want to say thank you to all three of you for coming along today and chatting to us all about your disabilities and just kind of letting us know everything. Thank you very cool. Thank you you so much for coming. Thank you. Bye-bye.